Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. When we left off last time, we were speaking of how valuable blood is to God. As the Lord told Cain in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 10, the voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. That is a very interesting statement. Abel's blood had a voice. His blood was crying out. Oh, yes. As Leviticus 17 verse 11 says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Here is something we need to know about God. Because the life of every person is in the blood, and God cares so deeply about each and every life, therefore, blood really matters to him. Yesterday, we embarked on a short journey through some other Old Testament texts to affirm that indeed, God highly esteems blood, because God highly esteems life. And we moved over to Genesis chapter 9, where we saw that when one person murders another person, capital punishment is the correct response. Genesis 9 deals with the sanctity of human life, and blood represents how sacred God views life. We saw that clearly in Genesis 9 verse 6, whoever sheds man's blood, that is murder, by man his blood shall be shed, for in the image of God, he made man. Genesis 9, verse 6. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. As a deterrent against the violence experienced before the flood, to human government, God gave the command that when one person murders another person, the punishment is that the murderer him or herself, be killed. Why? The answer is right there at the end of verse 6. All people are made in the image of God. Genesis 9 verse 6 reads, In the image of God, he made man. God is clearly articulating how offended he is by murder. How dare anyone kill a fellow human being who is made in the very image of God. The Lord God will not tolerate murder. From the very beginning of the Bible until the end, none of us are granted God's permission to kill another human being unlawfully. If we do, the punishment is our own life. Life for life. We call this capital punishment. That is, legally, a murderer is given the death penalty for the crime of killing another human being. Most governments have done away with this, and as a result, the deterrent to murder is low, and we continue to have a whole lot of killing going on. When we go up against God and His commands, we always see the folly of our ways, and we see the wisdom of His ways. So we have Genesis 9 in mind, 
And now let's look at a couple of other examples of how important our blood is to God, such that God told Cain, the voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And this brings us to the book of Job, chapter 16 and verse 18. In Job chapter 16, Job has been crying out to God. He wants the Lord to please answer him. And he remembers what had happened to Abel, that when Cain murdered Abel, it was Abel's blood that cried out from the ground, and God heard it. So that if God heard, if God listened to Abel's blood, Job hoped that God would hear him. And so, these are the words in Job, in Job 16, verse 18. O earth, do not cover my blood, and let there be no resting place for my cry. Job wants his blood to be a permanent cry for vindication before God. Let there be no resting place for my cry. In other words, let my cry reach the ears of holy God. Let God rescue me. And I find it fascinating that Job chose to go back to Abel and Abel's blood in order to articulate his thoughts to God and by revelation to us. In Job chapter 16, verse 18, I am showing you why blood matters to God, and I think Job gives us another example of the significance of Genesis 4.10 and God's word to Cain. Likewise, consider Psalm chapter 9 and verse 12. I am turning in my Bible just ahead to the next book of the Old Testament, the Psalms, and I am going to chapter 9 and verse 12. For he who requires blood remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Here, the psalmist speaks of God who requires blood. That takes us immediately back to Genesis chapter 9, as God entered into the covenant with Noah, commanding that whoever murders from him or her will be required their own blood, their own life. The psalmist then adds this comfort. God does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Notice how blood comes up again. God heard Abel's blood, and God certainly did not forget the cry of the afflicted, the dead man Abel. God remembered Abel and let Cain know that he did. Anyone who thinks they can kill one of God's precious children and get away with it is wrong. The murderer will always be held to account, oh, maybe not by today's justice system or injustice system, but God does not forget. He remembers and he judges accordingly. That is what Cain is learning in Genesis 4. And by highlighting Genesis 9 and Job 16 and Psalm 9, we have seen how important blood, which represents life, is to the living God. Every drop of Abel's blood was crying out for God's judgment, the judgment which came against Cain. We could well summarize Genesis 4.10 with Psalm 116, verse 15. Psalm chapter 116 and verse 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. Abel was a godly one, 
who was precious in the sight of the Lord while he was alive and when he was dead. John Calvin says that God holds life too dear not to punish the murderer, and that God cares for his own life and even after life in death. This is so true. What a God he is. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. There is one more scripture I want to bring to your attention as we prepare to leave verse 10 of Genesis 4 and get into verse 11 tomorrow. And this next verse speaks also of blood, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Abel was murdered, his blood led to Cain's judgment. When Christ was murdered, his blood led to our redemption from sin and salvation. Jesus' blood accomplished something that Abel's blood never could. Hear now God's word in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12 and verse 24. If you take notes, get this one down. Hebrews 12, 24 says, Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. I will read that again and comment. Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Jesus is the mediator between God and man, between God and woman. Jesus shed his blood on the cross. He died. The life of the man Jesus was in his blood, and the Gospels tell us that blood poured forth from Christ on the cross. How could it not? Nails pierced his body, and the crimson liquid flowed as it would out of any human penned to old splintered wood. Jesus' blood was given to wash away all our sin. His blood was required for the atonement of sin, and Jesus is our atonement. He is the mediator of the new covenant, God's covenant of grace. Indeed, the Lord's blood speaks better than the blood of Abel. Hebrews twelve, twenty-four. Well, these have been two very bloody days here on God Is, and some of you do not like this very much. I am also not a fan of a lot of blood. In fact, earlier today, I had a cat give me quite a scratch. It was not her fault. We were playing, and I did not get my finger out of the way of her paw in time. Ouch! It felt terrible. And then, sure enough, down the finger came the bright red blood. That's not a big deal, really. You just wash the hand with some soap and water and let the bleeding stop. Already, I can look down and see the skin has begun the healing process. But when a man is murdered, when a soldier gets hit by bullets on the battlefield, or the immense blood loss in a horrific car accident, that is difficult to see and even to imagine. And that makes talking about Abel's blood and certainly Jesus' blood hard to do. And for some people who feel queasy and faint at even the mention of blood, well, this is especially hard. But one cannot read the Bible. One cannot understand the Bible and know who God is apart from blood. We will see blood mentioned again in the next verse, verse 11. Let me read that for us. 
Genesis 4.11, God continues judging Cain by saying, Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. God really will not tolerate the sin of murder. The implications of Cain's sin are now being felt. Cain has come under God's judgment. The Lord has remembered his godly one, Abel. I hope that you will be back again with us tomorrow as we continue in our series, God and Cain, and we do so together right here on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.